It kind of sucks that starting as a new employee at the casino, I have to do a entry-level job of having to clean these bathrooms, especially here in the men's bathroom. It's disgusting. Well, that's how it goes sometimes. If you want to work your way up, then you got to start at the bottom and do your best. With mops and all this solution I'm spraying and these leather gloves or whatever, this is kind of disgusting. I want to be doing something more important than cleaning bathrooms. It is kind of important. Have you seen that one toilet over there? That's clogged up with Wookiee hair. That's that's going to take a while to get out. And, I don't uh, know. That's going to be gross. Ugh. Yeah, but, I mean, it's got to be done. People have to use the bathroom. I know, but can't we hire somebody else to do it? I mean, I got all these keys. I'm like, do something more important. But that is part of why I hired you. To clean bathrooms? I don't think that's why you hired me. I thought I was supposed to be like your your cohort and all this stuff running the casino. Look, I don't remember, but the important thing is that when you finish cleaning those urinals, throw those uh, Millennium Falcon urinal cakes in there, all right? Gross. Enjoy your stay. Here. I suggest a new strategy. You really belong here with us, fun club. Don't get excited. Welcome, scoundrels, to our Dragon Con edition of Cloud City Casino. This week, we're going to be recounting our little weekend at, at Dragon Con and tell you a few things that we did. We're glad to have you visiting us here in our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds. In case you don't know, we are the official collecting and gaming podcast of the Star Wars Report Network.com, and I am the administrator of this facility and one of your hosts, Michael Morris. Of course, joining me this week, as always, your other host, and are we going with Supreme Overlord? Bruce Gibson. I, that, that sounds really great, but the fact that I'm cleaning bathrooms doesn't sound like I should be the Supreme Overlord of bathrooms right now. I mean, you know, you're... You're definitely in charge of those bathrooms. Hey, at least I'm in charge of something. That's what I like. I'm not in charge of anything at home. Well, I'm not in charge of anything here. <laughs> well, then we're great together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be. I have a title and everything, but I just, you know, people just pretty much push me around and run over me. But that's okay. Well, you know, that happens all the time. I talk to people with big titles that even though they're the leader of a company, they still feel pushed around and, and taken advantage of by other people. No one is truly their own boss, except for Lando Calrissian. Exactly. Who is our hero? Yes, he is. But speaking of heroes, I saw lots and lots and lots of heroes dressed up at Dragon Con this past weekend. Wait. Well, the weekend of Labor Day. So you saw heroes that were dressed up as something else? Well, no, they were people dressed up as heroes, I should say. But maybe some of them were heroes in disguise of other heroes. That would be a great way to keep your secret identity. Wow, that's really confusing. That's deep, like a Christopher Nolan film. Well, it's funny because he's here right now. Oh, excellent. He's just sitting here watching. Sweet. He's like, that's you're in a dream within a dream. That's right. <laughs> So what'd you think of Dragon Con? Now, this is kind of the... Th I mean, Dragon Con last year... Did we ever meet at Dragon Con last year? So, we went to some of the same panels. And I never talked to you, though. Because I was like, well, I don't... Because I, I noticed you were wearing your Rebel Force radio shirt. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't say anything to him. Because maybe it's weird or, or whatever. And um, so I never said anything to you. And then at Celebration, I saw you again. And I'm like... Okay, well, I, I need to say something because I know this guy. 
is is from Georgia, and, and we're not in Georgia, so that's kind of neat. And then, uh, well, that's funny. So Rebel Force Radio brought us together because when we met at Celebration, I again was wearing that shirt, and it was at the Rebel Force Radio party. That is correct. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Rebel Force Radio brings us all together, but so does Cloud City Casino. Uh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we didn't meet at DragonCon last year, but you saw me and all that stuff. And now here we are this year, and we spent really every day of DragonCon together. Yes, yeah. My wife is not happy. I'm just kidding. Well, she was there too. Yeah, you know, but the funny thing is me and you were were like going to the same panels and stuff, and she's like, well, this is is fine, but... I want to go do this panel or I want to go do this thing. So I'm like, okay, fine. She, she has other interests. It's just me right now. I'm like, I, I, I used to like those things, but right now I can't think of anything that's not Star Wars. I just, I can't focus on it. Yeah. And then, so Friday was the start. The Friday before Labor Day was the start of Dragon Con. And I got up early that morning because, you know, I was out, I was out late, you know, I got home at one o'clock from Force Friday, but I got <laughs> up early enough then to head down to the first panel to support Riley and Bethany, who were doing the Force Awakens panel. But you weren't there. Yeah, were you? I, I was asleep. Hey, wait, 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 why are you asleep? This is like the start of Dragon Con. Well, it was also the end of Force Friday. I guess it's and technically it, in the middle of Force Friday, but... And if I remember correctly, you were up to what four o'clock that morning? Yes, I was up till four a.m. And then, and then, I, and then I got up again at eight, and then I come back and then fell asleep again. Well, as you were sleeping, I went to the Force Awakens panel, and you know, of course, there was a lot of speculation about the new movie. I mean, I'm not going to. They had spoilers if you don't want to know any things that are out there right now. But I won't say anything here, so no worries on spoilers. But you know, Riley and Bethany did a great job, of course, doing the uh, force awakens panel even though this funny because this one guy's in line with me and there was a at, at that point there was a, a long line um and it was getting even longer and he said to me why why are all these people in line i said it's don't you know this is for the force awakens panel he says yeah but they're not like experts or people with lucasfilm right i said no he goes well who are they I said, they're just like fans like us speculating, talking about the movie. He's like, then why are there so many people in line for that? <laughs> and I'm like, you're in the line. Right, right. <laughs> and luckily, Riley came and rescued me and took me out of the line and went right to the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. This guy's asking the hard questions. <laughs> How was that one since I was asleep? Um, It was good. Um. You know, again, it's just a lot of speculation about the the new movie. It's a lot of things I've already heard. I mean, it was in a bigger room than usual, and I mean, it was full. The whole room was was uh, pretty full, and it went a, you know a good hour. So, but then after that, we immediately ran to because that was in I think that was in the Hilton, and then we ran to the Marriott to get to the Star Wars room uh, for the uh, Force Friday panel where it's funny because we went to target and I hadn't told you this, but when I left target a little before one o'clock, I saw a bunch of people who ended up being on that panel. I saw them in the parking lot walking into target as I was leaving. Oh, that is funny. So they started off. I'm trying to remember if they went to toys R us, maybe something like that. Right. No, they were Barnes and Noble because Chuck Wendig was signing his book aftermath 
at a Barnes and Noble and they were there for Force Friday at midnight and I think they got some books and a few other items and then drove over to Target and while I was leaving they were walking in so on the panel they were describing how some things had been picked over and you know they got there you know a little late of course because I mean it was at least 40 minutes after midnight you know something like that yeah that's how, how can you come on you need people on that panel who who really did force friday well there was what well, there was there was one guy <laughs> there was one guy in there that wasn't with them that night uh-huh. and he stayed up the whole night and he was going from place to place to place and he said that uh he showed up i guess like he he went he was doing Fri- force friday all the way up till 9 a.m and they came straight to Dragon Con. So the whole time on the panel, somebody would ask him a question. And if he couldn't think of the answer right away, he's like, I'm just so tired. I haven't <laughs> had any sleep. But he bought everything. Like everything somebody would mention, he'd say, yeah, I bought that too. Yeah, I bought that too. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he went nuts. And there was some, one thing that somebody mentioned. He's like, what? I didn't know about that. I have to get that. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that uh, you should give me a little bit of slack then since clearly – I uh, I was not that bad. No, no, yeah, exactly. This this guy, wow. I mean, I I kept thinking like, what could you possibly have done for nine hours of Force Friday? But I'm assuming he just kept going from place to place to place that was like you know twenty four hour open. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, because the the thing is, Walmart's. You know, I don't I don't know about some of the other ones, but Walmart stay open twenty four hours. So if he was going around hitting every Walmart in the area, he he could have been doing that. Yeah, I guess so. Or every Seven Eleven or whatever that could <laughs> right. possibly could be open. <laughs> right, but I don't. I don't think Seven Eleven participated. I could be wrong. Everyone else seemed to. Yeah, I keep hearing people talk about Kohl's now. That Kohl's has got some good stuff. Yeah, they have been. There have been reports that they've been getting some of the Wave Two action figures, and I'm like, huh. I went to my to my local Kohl's and I didn't see one. I was a little bummed out by that. Well, I'll have to check that out because usually I get like shirt, shirts and pants there and maybe I'll get a, a figure too while I'm there because I've never done that at Kohl's before. Well, yeah, they are supposed to have the Snow Trooper. They're supposed to have that guy in the Luke Skywalker book and then they're supposed to have this new Atsy dude who is a rebel pilot or excuse me, resistance pilot. Cool. Yeah, I want the guy, the weird, like... What is his name, uh, Sarko or something? Yeah. Sarko Plank? Yeah, Sarko Plank. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I read the uh, Luke Skywalker book. It's like 150 pages, or so it... You know, it's like an hour and a half read, two hours, something like that. So it's it's a fun read. It's it's a good book. I recommend it. And he's definitely a prominent character in that. Um, So, yeah. when So when did you show up to to dragon con on friday well i showed up sometime around uh, you know around 12 i believe but the problem turned into i i couldn't get my tickets until christine got there who didn't get there for like another two hours so you were just waiting for two hours for her to show up to get your ticket yeah, basically. It was kind of frustrating. So, yeah, I think then after you got there, we met up and went to America's Mart where the the um, dealers were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All three of us ended up heading over there because that was right after the Force Friday panel, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah, that would have been right, yeah. 
it's all kind of blending together. So we went there and uh, we didn't, I, I don't think either one of us bought anything, but Christy bought this like, is it called perfume? It was like this, well, this smelly stuff. I think they, I think they call them oils, but they're they're like oils, and they're done by Black Phoenix. I think. I think that's what it is. I'm almost certain it's Black Phoenix. I don't know. I just know that I was uh, smelling Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I think that's the one she may have ended up with. I can't remember. She did. Yeah, she did. did. The, the Fraggle Rock one. Yeah. So it's so they're yeah. Okay. So it is Black Phoenix. They they do these scented oils that are basically perfumes, and and they have them themed for you know just different nerdy stuff. I guess I don't know what you would. Yeah, I mean it was all kinds of different. Uh, I guess pop culture themed. Yeah, and I'm assuming it means that this person or character inspired the smell or is that how they're supposed to smell that they think <laughs> i don't know what that was yeah i think they depending on so okay for instance they have the rpg line right so they have like the ranger they have the dwarf they have the the warrior you know the the wizard maybe i don't remember which ones they were but but point is they have them yeah and they're like well this kind of has these elements that you might would think so and so you would smell the wizard Right or yes, you'd the, smell the wizard. <laughs> what <laughs> inspires that smell is the wizard. I don't. There was things there that were kind of creepy. That yeah, I don't know. I just went. I gravitated to the Fraggle Rock, so I was very happy when she bought that. Well, yeah, it, it was one of the better smelling ones, and yeah. you know, it it wasn't it wasn't some of those others that's like because I want to say, I don't know if it was Elf or Ranger that smelled like dirt. <laughs> Yeah, there is some funky smelling things there. Oh, I I, I don't mean just that, but just some drag, Dragon Con in general. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that was probably me. I, I stayed up all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that's good. So, okay, so after we did that, then yeah. we, we headed, I guess we headed back over to the Star Wars room, right? Yeah, so I don't remember anything. Now, I remember that, that we did the Jedi Doth Return because you... I thought we did something before that. We did it? Well, I, re I vaguely... I, re I remember being in America's Mart and saying, oh, yeah, we probably need to start heading over, but it was still a little early. Okay. And I've, I don't know if we stopped somewhere along the way or... But there was something small that we did, I think, in between. I don't know. Or maybe we just hung out in the lobby area, like right outside the doors of yeah, the Star Wars room. It's it's possible. I just it's just kind of weird to me to think that I would have only showed up to one panel. I, I suppose I did that, but I don't yeah, know. I can't remember any other unless you went to a panel before we went to the dealer's room. I don't think so. No, I think I think we may have went to the the dealer's room right before. We may have hit lunch first or something. No, no, we didn't. That's right, because Christy brought me lunch. Ooh, what'd she bring you? She brought me Chick-fil-A, I believe. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that because you offered me mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, so so it wasn't lunch. I I don't remember. This is not good. This is not good radio. It doesn't matter. The thing that matters is then we did William Shakespeare's The Jedi Doth Return. Yeah, you're right. I got to play the Emperor. And Which was so awesome. I got to sit in the back and periscope it. <laughs> so what this is, 
if anybody doesn't know, of course, there's the book that cu- that came out. There was first the uh, William Shakespeare's Star Wars. So it's the script written Shakespearean way. And then we have, uh, what, what was it called? The, well, it's the Empire Strikes Back, but I don't remember what it uh, Back the Strikes the Empire? No, I don't know. The Empire anyway, Striketh Back, I think. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The Empire Striketh Back. That's it. And then Return of the Jedi comes out as The Jedi Doth Return. Right. And so they did Star Wars two years ago and Empire Striketh Back. And now this year they were doing uh, The Jedi Doth Return. And the Hot Lanta Rebels is a group, a local Atlanta group of Star Wars fans that gets together every third Saturday at noon at Fuddruckers on Windy Hill Road in Marietta, in case anybody's interested in joining. And I usually go to those. And the last one I went to, Carol White, who's putting everything together, comes and sits to me and she goes, Hey, you're going to be a Dragon Con. We want you to be the Emperor in the Jedi Doth Returns. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, count me in. So I got recruited, and uh, so they don't do the whole play. They don't do the whole book. They pick certain scenes. And so they would call the actors up. Uh, and I mean, we're not actors. You know, we're just regular fans. But who's ever in that scene, just, you know, they call them up, and they have their script in front of them, and they're si- it's a table read. They're sitting at microphones reading their parts to the script. And... And by the way, I, I wrote something that's on Star Wars Report about this too. But there is a point, there's the scene, the Death Star battle, and they called people from the audience up to play parts. So it was on the spot. They had no idea they were going to do anything like this. But they brought them up, gave them silly little props to wear based on their characters, and they did a great job. I mean, you would think they had rehearsed it, but they went through it perfectly. And the guy that stole the show wore the little squid hats. If you ever seen those little hats, like a squid on your head, and he was playing Admiral Akbar. And of course, he was you know, you know, doing the voice of Akbar, blah, 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 and everybody loved it. And then he got to the end where it's like, "Tis is a trap." Yeah, because <laughs> he stretched it out like he was, like he really, really, you know, I guess when when this the scene was rewritten for for the Jedi Doth Return. You know, they just really go into it, and and then before they finally build up to, it's a trap, and so of course by that point everybody was happy and cheering and stuff. Yeah, it's like four lines. It's not just a simple. It's a trap. It's like four lines of Akbar talking to that. So there's a there's actually one section where Wedge Antilles has like a whole monologue, like half a page of dialogue. So, you know, the author really plays with the characters and the lines and stretches it out. And there's a lot of funny parts to it, actually. I didn't really, I've never read any of the books or, or heard the audio uh, plays, but they're actually pretty funny. So what, the last scene was the one I was in as the Emperor with Luke and Vader. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, Daniel Eisenhower played Vader and he was in the full costume with the feather on the helmet and like very Shakespearean looking Vader cracked me up as perfect costume yeah it looked really good and i had a ghoul halloween costume black robe with hood now did they give that to you or did you come prepared with that no i brought it like no one ever talked to me like i knew we weren't dressing up and no one ever talked to me about dressing or not dressing in costume so i mean i just thought you know what i'll just bring this i'll put it in my backpack and maybe if i feel like it i'll just put it on just because i'll look like 
the emperor in this thing. And so I put it on right uh, before I went up and uh, made sure the hood was like covering my face. Could you see any of my face in that or just a little bit? Okay. That's why I wanted just a little bit. So, um, so, you know, not that I could really do a good emperor voice necessarily, but I was just like, you know, talking like the emperor Vader, blah, 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 Luke, and all that. So that was fun. Right. Um, and I guess we kind of talked about it on the Star Wars report, their show Dragon Con recap. We were on that episode and we talked about this among other things. Yeah. 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 So, it, we, we mentioned everything there. Yeah. No, no reason to, to bury it in the ground. No, just that's right <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i mean I, I had i had fun with it and and i, I thought you were hilarious I, I i do think you know it, people loved akbar because of course they were anticipating that and you know it's it's a celebration point but i think you really did take the show because you know everybody was constantly laughing and you know just how you got in into character and, and really did the voice because i mean you know i'm not i'm not gonna uh, bash on anyone else's performance and you know some of it's easier you know it's it's easier to get into one character than the other but uh, you know I felt like you really really dove into that role and and the audience just ate it up oh well I was just so like excited about doing it and I've done some acting and improv so you know again not to say that was a great performance necessarily but it was just the fact that I feel comfortable like doing those things so right. i just really put myself into it so so then you ran away i did because the only thing that was left was the aftermath panel and i did not want to go to an aftermath panel even though that was the day aftermath came out yeah that specifically because that was the day aftermath came out now even at this point i would have to run away because responsibilities but you know i don't know maybe a month from now i wouldn't Maybe at that point I would I'd rather go to an aftermath panel. Well, and it wasn't a panel where there was a bunch of people talking about the book, and of course most of us hadn't had time to read the whole book. It only been out for less than twenty four hours. Uh, yeah, but, but I, I didn't want anything spoiled. Yeah, but the, it, it was with the author. It was Chuck Wendig actually yeah. up there, um, and so uh, I don't think he really spoiled anything i think he, he just talked more about the process of writing that book and and the story group and it's interesting that the story group i don't know how people feel thinks how this works but it's not as if the story group approached him and says okay this is what the book is got to be about this is how you need to write it they very much the publisher and the story group just say here write a book that takes place after return of the jedi and don't necessarily worry about anything else that has been written. Just focus on writing a story. And he just approached it as, I'm going to write a story. The only thing they indicated to him was they liked to see him venture off to different parts of the universe and show the grand effect of what happened after Return of the Jedi. And he wanted to avoid too much of that. And if you've read the book, there's certain interludes that have that. But he wanted a story that felt more like Star Wars and focused on central characters and had a at least one one storyline that took throughout the book. So he kind of met them halfway. He's got a story that takes the whole book with interludes of things that are other things that are happening around the galaxy that doesn't really necessarily have an effect on what's going on in the story. But uh, I read the book. It's good. I like it. Um, 
but yeah, it was an interesting panel. He's a really great guy, and if you ever get a chance to see him, I I recommend it. He he's a fun guy. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen some of his tweets and things, and yeah, he's he sounds pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he kept saying anytime anybody asked him a question about any plot details or next books he's reading, he's writing, he would say that you know his goal is to kill Luke Skywalker. Well, yeah, because d- didn't you say that uh, someone would ask him something like if he killed anybody? And he's like, yes, I killed Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. So that was the running joke for the night. Right. He's he's killing Luke Skywalker in every book. <laughs> well, he, he runs a blog and on it he wrote something about like, oh, yeah, I killed Luke Skywalker nine times. <laughs> there you go. See, he's killing Luke Skywalker all the time. Yeah. So... So that was the end of that day, right? Now we got to start it all over again on Saturday. Yep. And Saturday, you're, I'm guessing, sleeping. No, you went to work. I had to work, yeah. Whew. Yep. Yeah, I did. And that was something. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so basically, I, I had already, okay, so basically, I could not get out of work for Saturday. So what I had worked out was to have someone else take, because I have to, to drive down to the airport every morning, and that takes up half my day, and then causes, you know, stretches out the other half, because I, I end up getting back so much later. So anyhow, I managed to get someone else to, to run to the airport for me, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to be good, but then of course per usual, they're like, no, we got some other stuff we need you to do. So I end up actually showing up to the Stars of Star Wars panel 30 minutes after it began instead of 30 minutes before like I had intended. Yeah, and that was uh, quite an event there, the Stars of Star Wars panel. Well, first, I was at the Dragon Con parade, and there was, of course there's a lot of people in Star Wars costumes and other franchises, so that's fun. But then I quickly went over to the Hyatt Regency where Riley and Bethany and the 501st were gathered around getting ready to start the panel. We were there an hour before it was going to start, and the panel was with uh, Peter Mayhew, who plays Chewbacca. Right. Which, by the way, I was mentioning somebody one day. I said, yeah, Peter Mayhew, you know, the guy who played Chewbacca. And I went, wait, not played plays Chewbacca. It's right. nice to say he plays Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. And then Vanessa Marshall, who plays Hera on Rebels. Yep. So they were on the panel with our own Riley Blanton. And uh, so we, before the panel, we had to get things set up. We were going to have this little skit with the Stormtroopers. And I think we talked a lot about this on, on Star Wars Reports podcast. But uh, they interrupted the hand panel <laughs> oh yeah yeah they mentioned that <laughs> and that was actually what we did mention on the last show on star wars report because this just happened recently uh cnn.com mentioned that event of the stormtroopers interrupting the hannibal panel as one of the top five weirdest things that happened at dragon con that weekend oh that's awesome yeah so, yeah uh, so we made the news we made the news, and not in the way that we wanted to. But <laughs> oh, I don't care. That's I can't think of any better way to make the news. I mean, I guess if they're like, uh, Cloud City Casino named best podcast of all time. I mean, maybe that would be better. But then again, that's a lot of pressure. So I don't know. I'm happy with this. No, yeah, it was great uh, that it was listed. Uh, I think Bethany found it and tweeted it out. So um, yeah, check that out on uh, CNN.com. 
But uh, then I won't go too much in the panel uh, because if you want to hear more about that, go to Star Wars Report and we talk about a lot there. But Riley did a terrific job interviewing them. And like you said, you came in about halfway through and got to see that. And I mean, who wouldn't want to sit there with Peter Mayhew and Vanessa Marshall? I mean, Vanessa's like a huge Star Wars fan herself. I mean, she's gushing about Peter just like we are by just sitting next to him. Yeah. So, but then um, I was the guy with the microphone standing the audience taking their questions. And this little kid walks up and asks, um, why is there a Darth Vader? Yeah. Or didn't he just say, why is Darth Vader? Or like it was, it was asked so weird. Yeah, maybe it was like that. But I know I repeated it because I look over at uh, Peter and Vanessa and they're just kind of looking like, huh? And I said, why is there a Darth Vader? (laughs) And they're just like, oh, and Vanessa's like, well, let's see. There's a Darth Vader because once upon a time there was this little boy on Tatooine, you know, and she goes through the whole story and then he got older and he got, you know, burnt and charred up and (laughs) became Darth Vader. But of course she went a little longer into it than that. Yeah. She she gave like all, she basically told a, 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 quick little version of of Anakin's story basically the the prequels and it was so funny because you know she could have easily just been like well because stories have to have antagonists but you know instead she was just like all right this is a child I have to explain this but it's kind of ridiculous so you know so we all had a good time out of that yeah and it's funny when you have somebody asking a question like that and especially a little kid I, you know, I asked him before, uh, when somebody else asked their question they were answering, I asked him what his question is before he got up to the microphone. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm like, what are they going to say? Uh, should I even let him ask the question? And it probably was one of the, the highlights of the panel. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, because I, it, I don't remember anybody else's question. <laughs> right. I don't even, I don't even remember. Was Riley up there asking questions? I don't even remember anymore. I don't even think Riley was there. Right. No, no. He was so forgettable at this point after that kid. <laughs> the kid stole the show. Right. No, I'm kidding. No, again, Riley did an awesome job. But uh, And then he did something really cool at the end. What what was that? He gave Chewbacca his long-awaited medal. Dun, dun, dun. How exciting was that? A medal for Chewbacca. Finally has his medal. It was pretty awesome. I was I was happy to to see that because you had actually when the day before when we were over at, at America's Mart or the, the dealer rooms, I always like to go check out the resin prop section because they'll, they'll sell little resin props there that you can kind of fix up and paint yourself and everything. And one of them was the metal. And you said, Hey, we should buy this and make Riley give it to Peter Mayhew. And I was like, that's fantastic. You know, I'm like, that's a great idea. And then for whatever, I think because they, they were out or something like that, and then end up Riley had that same idea. I think he said, I think he actually said Steve Glosson was the one who, who gave him that idea. Uh, but point is, they made it happen, and so uh, Chewie finally got his medal. Yeah, that was that was really awesome to see that. So it was a really, it was a really good time, a really great panel. Yeah. So. But yeah, after that and the Hannibal panel, just because I like to say Hannibal panel now, <laughs> we went on again, rush over to the Marriott for the uh, fans of Star Wars Rebels panel. 
And again, oh, by the way, Riley was in a suit and tie, which I'd never seen him like that before. Yeah, that I was a little taken aback by that too. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but when we got over to the Rebels panel, actually, he took his coat off during the Peter and Vanessa panel. But um, so then we went to the Rebels panel. He was on that. Bethany was on that. I was on that. A few others were on that. Um, so we, yeah, we just talked rebels and we're fans of rebels and we we're talking about what we thought of the show and what think uh, what we're hoping to see in season two or what we think we're going to see we showed the trailer that they showed at celebration which was really cool because all of us on the panel were at celebration when that trailer uh premiered for rebels and so we talked about our experiences with that so that was a really fun panel we took questions from the audience but wait uh, i don't i don't understand you don't work for you don't work for Lucas, so what were you doing on the panel? Yeah, why would anybody like <laughs> show up for that? Like, why would why, I was there? Why was I there? Yeah, why were you there? We're not officials. You, why would you want to hear what we have to say? Yeah. So, but gosh, everything's such a blur. I can't even remember all that much of what we talked about. But uh, I know some of the audio of a lot of these panels, Tashi Station's website has them if anybody wants to check those out. Yeah, and I, I, I do believe some of the other panels is, are going to be on the Star Wars Report as well. I'm not sure which or which. That's Tashi State, who's ever in charge over there, and then Riley. That's that's their thing. I have, I have no idea which ones they're going to put out. But they I, I definitely know that they have them because... I had to, Riley actually left his recorder and I had to run get it. So that was fun. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. That's why I, th- I'm not sure which panel it was that I showed up to, um, a little bit later because, because I was grabbing Riley's recorder. Oh wow. No, I didn't know that. That's yeah. scary. I'm glad you <laughs> found it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it wasn't like he just left it in a seat or something. It was back at the actual, like the audio station. So, so it was guarded. It wasn't a problem. Well, that's good. So at the rebels panel, why don't you tell us about what, well, there was a good thing that happened and apparently a not so uh, good thing that happened. Why don't you talk about the not so good thing that happened? Well, the first not so good thing that happened that I think was that, you know, so it's me, you, Riley, Bethany, Christy left us per usual. I don't even know where she was going. Something it was probably, probably a Doctor Who panel or something. I don't remember. But so she's like, "No, I don't. I don't care about about your stupid panel." She's like, "Whatever, Bruce," and left and went and saw some celebrity, I guess. So uh, I'm still, I'm still kind of getting over that. But yeah. yeah, it was pretty rude. I think, uh, I think she owes you an explanation. No, but um, I know I'm waiting for a card in the mail. It needs to be something <laughs> nice like that. I, I agree. So yeah, so Riley walks in the room, you know, because we because we all get in there early with with uh, their cool press badges, and and we just sort of followed on and said we're with them, and so we walk up. Riley walks up on stage, then Bethany wheels over the stage and gets up on stage. And then you walk up on stage, and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm not supposed to be up on stage. This is, I guess I'll I guess I'll sit over here and and watch, watch my friends do this panel, and I'll be quiet and I won't jump in, like I want to do." 
Well, we appreciated you being there so we could look at your smiling face while we were on the panel. I was crying. <laughs> no, I wasn't crying. <laughs> um, but now you said this was the first panel you were on? Yeah, the first panel I've ever been on. It's pretty awesome considering uh, it got crashed by Vanessa Marshall. That's the good thing that happened. Yes, yeah. exactly. So towards the end, we were, after we took some questions from the audience, then Vanessa joined us. She walked into the room. She said she would have been there sooner, but she was at, like, uh, I think she said a photo shoot, and then she had to work her way through the crowds, which isn't easy at Dragon Con, especially on a Saturday, which oh, is the busiest day. But uh, she got up there with us, and she said she wanted to geek out about Rebels, and I guess she stayed for, what, 15 minutes or something like that? 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, and, and at that point, I think, you know, things sort of got more... I think things kind of got a little a little looser, you know, and, and, and people were more joking around. And it, it was more, it was less like a, a panel and more just like hanging out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just fans hanging out, talking Rebels stuff. Because at one point even she's like, okay, well, you know, if, uh, if people want to ask questions. So immediately Riley jumps off stage and runs down there and I'm like, you, you were just at a microphone, Riley. <laughs> you didn't have to go to that one. <laughs> and, and push that six-year-old kid over to, to, to beat him to the... No, there was no six-year-old kid. But, um, you know, it was fun. And then, of course, uh, behind him was Bria, right? Like, didn't she run off stage and be like, I got a question, too? So... Yeah, I can't remember. Did she do... I guess maybe... Yeah. I think so. I mean, But just, she came back up. She was sitting up there. We were all back up there. Well, yeah. right, right. Yeah, y'all were all yeah. up there. But basically, I think everyone but you and, and Bethany decided that they were going to run down there and, and get get some questions in. But, you know, Bethany was injured, and I guess you just didn't care. Well, no, she's injured, <laughs> and I'm an old man, so I can't, you know, hobble oh. around that much. You know? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Well, was, no, why would I want to leave Vanessa Marshall? I mean, you know. We're sitting there together. Why would I run away from her and ask a question? I can just turn to her, like you said. I had a microphone and can ask her a question right then and there. Did you? Uh, eventually, I did. I oh, did okay. a follow-up follow question. Somebody asked her about uh, if she's going to appear in Rogue One as Hera. And oh, she right. said no, that she likes just doing voice work. She's actually kind of a shy person. And the fact that she doesn't like to do acting, on-camera acting or stage acting, that she likes being behind the microphone doing voice work. And then I asked her, has she ever dressed up as Hera? And that went into, you know, a detailed story about all the, what, four Hera costumes that she has. And she bought one in euros and she had to figure out how to pay it in euros and all these things. And, but she has dressed up. As, she's got several Hera costumes. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was the, the Leku that she had ordered. Yes. Yeah, she's ordering like multiple Leku off of Etsy and, and eBay and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's, she's real cool. She's a big Star Wars fan. And then after the panel, she gave me a big hug and she gives really good hugs. I'll never forget that she gives good hugs. Okay. So here's another thing that, and I don't think this got brought up on the Star Wars report, but I think it's kind of important. Now, there was a question that was asked of her and you know she said she couldn't talk about it because of the NDA and then but she you know basically Freddie Prince Jr had said something on Twitter and so without confirming what he said she just said something along the lines of like what that he um 
Freddie Prince Jr. was a, a very honest man or something like that? Yeah, it was a question about one of the new inquis- inquisitors. In- I can't even talk. Inquisitors. Inquisitors. It's yeah. one of the new new inquisitors. Uh, suspecting that it's uh, who was it? Do you remember? Oh, Barris so- o- Sophie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I guess somebody tweeted to Freddie Prince Jr. about that and. She said he's an honest man the way he answered, but she, yeah, I mean, we don't know anything. And he, well, he indicated that it's not. That's what it was. Okay. And she said he's a very honest person or something to that effect. Right. And the thing is, I don't know if it's been. So, uh, yeah, it's actually on, on Wikipedia. You can go on Wikipedia and see this this Inquisitor without the mask on that she was wearing in that. And it's obviously not Barra Sophie. Okay. So, I mean, she's... Now, she does have, like, uh, some more yellowish skin. But she has a different type of eye tattoos. So, it's it's not her. I'll, I'll well, say, people, I'll can, people can change their looks, right? Well, but, I mean, I guess possibly... You can check out that link right there. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't look like her. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah, obviously she got older and whatever, but, you know, and, and it's just, it's not her. It's not her. It's it, not her. Yeah, because the. Like, so and Freddie Prince the, Jr. says it's not her. Right. And the, he's honest. Yeah. The the tattoos are different. And I just don't think that. I, I, I don't know how she would have changed her tattoos. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I realize that people can change tattoos, that, that that's a thing, but would would they do that in the Star Like, why would they do that in the Star Wars universe? Right, they shouldn't, unless it's the EU, which isn't canon. It's not even important. Well, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> uh, not to say yeah. that the EU isn't important, but something happened also during the Rebels panel. Which I'm not really that familiar with because I didn't notice anything going on. Yeah, and it's funny that you didn't you didn't notice it because I definitely did. And so there's actually been some some articles on this panel because there was a bit of a, a disruption from a save the EU person. And they essentially were in the back talking in the middle of the panel to, to people who were uh, you know who were who were attending the panel, and they were disrupting, and you know to to basically try to bring attention to their their little save the EU campaign, and you know they had their flyers or whatever, and then they then ended up going up to the the microphone or whatever and making a big deal out of it, and you know everyone was just kind of like seriously because it's it's the rebels panel, you know like they're are you know different um eu panels and and whatnot there to where you where you could say okay well i guess this is kind of appropriate this wasn't one of them so i don't remember anybody coming up to the microphone about that i absolutely remember that what so, they say uh, just the same old thing of just being like you know cause it's ridiculous that uh, Disney has taken all this rich history. It's like it's like they're reading from a, uh, like like they all say the same thing every single time, you know. And and they 
they're just kind of like reading from a um like a like a script or something. I guess I was too busy staring into the eyes of Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. So that's you. You you may have been a little preoccupied, but no, they. I, I don't remember the exact words, but I remember. You know, it, it's one of those things where the the entire room felt. Uh, what's the word? Like it, it was awkward for everyone in the room. You know what I mean? And and everyone was rolling their eyes and and just like come on get over it let it go you know so that 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 was the situation at hand it just you know it's i get it there's a lot of people who really enjoyed those stories um there's people who feel a connection to them and want those stories to continue or they want them to have some bearing on on you know in the start that they want them to be canonical or, or canonical or whatever but you know I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to comment on any of that but as far as at that rebels panel it it just wasn't the place and it it was very selfish and you know it was disruptive to to everyone involved so that person you know they they they've acted immaturely and hopefully it won't continue that that maybe they they've learned their lesson from the the situation. Well, it's cool if somebody really is that passionate about something in Star Wars whether it's legends or something else, but they have to be appropriate with it at right. the same time. Right. Right. You you know, I feel like in in those instances what you're doing is you know, you're basically saying my my views and and what I care about and everything trumps yours you know even though i've i've come into a, a, pan, a totally non-related panel but, i mean it said star wars on it so that gives me the right to come in here and to you know to to try to to make this a platform and and furthermore no one in that room like it, it was you were wasting your breath you know like it's what good w- would that have done Right, because again, we aren't we aren't experts, and we don't work for Lucasfilm exactly. or even Del Rey or any right. of this. I mean, e- even Vanessa Marshall. Vanessa Marshall has zero bearing. Vanessa Marshall doesn't even have, you know, I would say she may have some bearing on on Rebels, but her her bearing on Rebels is very limited. You know, so to think that she would have any bearing on how you know Lucas and 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 Del Rey interact is just. It's just asinine. Well, that that is just more of the adventures of things that can happen at Dragon Con. Yep. So after that panel, mm-hmm. then what did we do? You went. I think I I short I, I left because I hadn't been home for a while after all yeah. this. So I headed home a little early, and you went down to what the X Wing? Yeah. So in the bottom of the Hilton. They have basically just a, a gaming section, and it, it's pretty huge. And, and you can go around and you can find a lot of different uh, games that people are playing. I actually saw someone had the the old Star Trek card game that they were playing. You awesome. Know? Yeah. So that's well, I don't know if I agree necessarily, but you know, it's it's cool that. There's a lot. There's a lot of different games that people can be like, oh, well, I like this franchise, and and there's a game for that. Hey, will you show me how to play it? You know, and and then, uh, you know, they they run their demos and stuff. So I went down. I found uh, our local 
X-Wing group, you know, they were doing some, uh, doing a tournament and some demos and stuff like that. And so I was just kind of going to check the scene out and, you know, it was kind of fun just, just meeting up, seeing what, what people were playing and, you know, what people thought of the new ships that have just come out. And what did they think of the new ships? Um, I think they kind of like them, but I think that honestly it, it, they're using them a little more sparingly. It seems like, um, you know, it's, it seems like that basically I think we're in like wave seven right now. And, you know, realistically wave, uh, wave four and five, I think somewhere in there are still kind of the go-tos for a lot of stuff, you know, for, for your more core, uh, part of uh, part of the uh the the list that that people are playing so yeah, and that yeah. that that was in the hilton they were they were actually they were playing the games there yeah Is that what- yeah they actually had uh they had a bunch of tables and stuff like that and there was all kinds of tabletops being played and there was a panel too N- no 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 there was a now afterwards i went to the uh brief history of gaming in star Wars, which was about video games, but to my, now, now there, you know what? There was a panel that I missed because they were showing me, they got the autographs and stuff. The, the guy who developed a lot of the, the mechanics of the star Wars game was actually there. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of the Atlanta Hawks were, were nerding out over that. And I would have liked to have went, but I wasn't, I'd, I, I couldn't find it on the track and I just, you know, with so much going on, I just ended up not getting to make, make it over there to that. So sad, but you know, is what it is. Yeah. Well, at least you got some of that. Got to do some X wing and, and other things. So that's good. Yeah. Well, I, I said sad, but I didn't, I'm not really sad. It You're was, not really sad. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Um, you were, you were crying uh, because you weren't in the rebels panel, but that was the only time you were sad. Right. Right. And, they made me go out and get some water and come back in, and I was fine. Well, and and Christy left you before that, not like <laughs> permanently, but right. yeah, for the day. Right. So you you were kind of yeah, you were kind of by yourself, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. She because you know, and I can't even remember what things she was doing, but she, you know, what I think she went to that night was the uh, the orchestra thing. Oh know? yeah, I remember her talking about that. Yeah, yeah, because she just kept talking about that, and so she went to it, and she said it was really cool because they, you know, they'd play Star Wars and they'd play Lord of the Rings music, and you know, apparently they played one of the songs from the Fifth Element, and that's what she really wanted to go for. I'm like, why is that the thing? Like, that's why, why is that what you're looking forward to? Um, but yeah, she was really wanting to go to that, and she she had a blast. Awesome. So then the next day was Sunday. Well, hold on. What? What happened? I, I, then I went to my video game panel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. I went to a video game panel. That's great. Then Sunday. <laughs> oh, so so the video game panel was um, was fun. And, you know, it, it was it was more of just, a, I don't know, I, it kind of felt more like, a, hey, you guys remember X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? Yeah, that was awesome. you know it was just sort of like one of those where we just kind of talked about like how great some of the the past games were you know and and, and talking about like oh okay you know they kind of brought up like how the early 90s were were kind of the time of of lucasart 
the the heyday of when they were really putting out the great games such as uh, the Dark Forces and Jedi Knight games, the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter games and stuff like that. You know, we talked about some of the older Battlefront games and, and mentioned, you know, the, the upcoming one and, you know, and everybody kind of gave their opinion on, on the different games and uh, then we had some questions from the audience and, and people being like, hey, you know, like, like there's one kid who... You know, he's a little bit younger because this is the thing. Sometimes I forget that I'm as old as I am. So a kid brings up the Knights of the Old Republic game. And he says, you know, I recently played it for the first time and I've heard about how great it was. But he's like, you know, it was just kind of meh to me. He's like, I, at this point, you know, I, I've already seen so many video games that have built off of this that it just wasn't really that impressive. And so, you know, they're like, well, yeah, but you got to remember at the time that that game came out, there wasn't anything like that and and that now games have kind of come along and they've worked on it and you know they've they've uh streamlined the process a little little more and stuff so you know it was just kind of stuff like that and and then they asked they're like okay or that kid goes well if they did a if they did a remake of the video game and put it out would you be interested in playing that and then Everyone kind of, they're like, yeah, and they're like, well, I think I would rather them just make a new game, a, a new Star Wars game with those mechanics rather than going back to the well. So it's just kind of stuff like that, you know, just more sort of uh, reminiscing on the past and kind of mentioning a little bit the what the future looks like for Star Wars gaming and what to expect with it now being under Disney and, and uh, you know, they've got it going out through EA instead of instead of going in-house through LucasArts like they used to. So then there was Sunday. You don't want to comment on the games at all? Okay, hold on. So it was a bunch of old men reminiscing about the past yeah, video games. Pretty much, for the most part. And little kids tearing your dreams apart about how the games weren't, eh, all that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So did they talk about... Uh, uh, the Force Unleashed. They did talk about the Force Unleashed. Because I love those. I like the first one. Yes. <laughs> that that was the one thing. Yeah, they, they kind of dogged the second one, which, I mean, everyone does. And for good reason. Uh, you know, and, and so they just pretty much, they're like, yeah, it's basically two levels. You know, you, you go to, um, you know, you go to the, the one place, I can't remember, the Camino. And then you battle through Camino, and then you fly to Dagobah or, or some—I can't remember where the other place was—and then you fly back to Camino, and then the game's over. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as good as the first, but I still enjoyed it. I really wish there was the third to conclude the story. Mm -hmm. You know, but whatever. We probably won't see that. You know, it, it, I wish that Legends guy was here right now so he could help defend it. You know, bring it back. <laughs> Oh my god! And then there was Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So on Sunday, then there was the Rogue One panel, military themes. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was. And uh, I can't remember who who moderated that. It was some unknown. No, no, no. It was um, that was moderated by Captain. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was a captain. No, he wasn't moderating it. It was Bethany. Oh, you're right, because Bethany asked him. He was moderating the Rebels panel. Yes. Sorry, Bethany. 
Yes, an unknown. Like I said, I can't remember <laughs> who it was. No, I'm just a, no, a nobody. She didn't work for Lucasfilm, no. so. but she did a great job. That was her first time moderating a panel. Yeah, and she yeah she did a great job. Yeah, so they yeah they talked about Rogue One. I mean, again, there isn't a whole lot to talk about, and I know she, afterwards I talked to her and she was like, you know, I had a bunch of questions because you know to keep it going because really, what can you talk about a movie that we really don't know that much about? And I think that's why they wanted to incorporate military themes, but they went the full hour. I oh, mean, yeah, it could have yeah. gone longer. Yeah, if they would have had me on there, we could have done a full two-hour pod, not podcast panel. That's the one. I know. I think anybody listening is probably going to start to pick up and notice that we do not put you on panels, and there's a reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, no, not that guy. No, no. <laughs> That's okay. I don't care. I do. But then care. you went to the costume contest, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Or do you have more to say on the Rogue One panel? Well, the Rogue One panel was was a lot of fun, and I was kind of surprised on some of the things that I was hearing because the one thing in which I didn't. You know, because like, well, I, I don't want to get up there and say this, especially since you know some of my friends are the ones that are up here. But I'm like, I'll tell them after the fact. But they were talking on the fact that uh, Gary Witta said that he, you know, he's like, yeah, there's not going to be any Jedi in, in there, blah blah blah. You know, it's you know, it, it's just soldiers, right? And so I think, not I think they they basically did. So so on the panel at least, they took that as also meaning there's not going to be any Sith. Right. And thus, they they think that there's not going to be any uh, any Vader, right? Nothing to do with the Force, with Jedi, with Sith, which yeah would include Vader. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, with all due respect, you're totally wrong. I'm like, Vader will 100. I'm 100 percent certain Vader will be in this film. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, I'm like, yes, he will. And here's why: because Disney owns this. They bought. They bought Lucasfilm, and they know what what brings them money, and proof. And you know, Vader is the number one. You know, he is the icon of Star Wars. He's the number one selling item. And if you you know, if you're still skeptical, and because that's what I told him, I said, I said, let's let's think about this for a moment because they brought him into Rebels. You know, they didn't have to bring him into Rebels. Things were were could have continued along on the storyline as it was, but they wanted to bring him into rebels and they did. And they even brought him into, you know, we at least see his mask and we've heard rumors of, of maybe, you know, a flashback or a a hologram or something like that of Vader. And the reason for that is because Vader makes them money. And, you know, furthermore, when, when he fits into the story as easily as he does, why would they not? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just it makes no sense for him to not be in this film because you know, in the opening crawl, they say that essentially this battle had just happened. You know, this happens, you know, moments or days somewhere in there, like just right before um the start of episode four or, or uh, a new hope. So and and a new hope begins with Darth Vader chasing down the uh Tenth of E4 and Darth Vader boarding it. I agree. I think there's a very, very good chance we'll see Darth Vader. If not, there'll be some other familiar characters, whether it's Princess Leia in a really quick shot or something, possibly even Boba Fett. I mean, there's there's a very good chance we're going to see familiar characters because 
every Star Wars release of the movies, of course, is our characters that we're familiar with. Right. And then, you know, the Clone Wars series, again, characters we know. Rebels, the whole cast, are all new characters. But think how many cameos, how many different characters we're familiar with have appeared in Rebels just in the first season alone. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So to do a movie, a Star Wars movie, with all new characters and not a single familiar character appearing in it, I would be shocked. Yeah. It's it's just not going to happen, you know? I mean, that, like that's that's to the point that I am. I'm like, I am 100% certain that Darth Vader is going to be in this film. I he just, has the biggest tie to it than absolutely. any other character. He's, yeah. He has... He has a point now. I don't know how how much they'll use him. You know, he, he it may be just a little snap at the end, uh, or as I've said, you know, it it, w- it could be kind of cool that we see them get in here, and you know, it's been tough, but now they finally got these plans, and they're thinking, all right, we're home free, and then you see Darth Vader, and he, you know, basically like uh, the the Predator film, he just starts taking out these soldiers one by one and um you know we're, we're left to only the last person who who manages to get the the plans to princess leia and she takes off and then vader pursues you know it would uh that would really actually <laughs> that sounds pretty cool that would be awesome <laughs> to see <laughs> yeah i i don't I, you know i'm they have what they're gonna do and who knows if, if they're going to continue to or not, but uh, it's, I, I, I see him get, being worked in some way or another. He is going to start his pursuit of the Tanta V4 by the end of it, I believe. What's really cool about this is we're talking about a movie that's coming out a year and a half from now. Right. A, a Star Wars movie and there's one coming out in just a few months. Like mm-hmm. we're already talking about the next one after that, that, I mean, we've never had that in star Wars like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, every year it's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Yes. Me too. Yeah. So the, the one last thing I do want to mention, then we'll, we'll jump to the, the next thing it got brought up and which I actually even told Bethany she, cause she'd sent stuff to us. She's like, Oh, do y'all have any other things that, that, you know, any suggestions or whatever from my notes. And I'm like, yeah, you bring up is Diego Luna Biggs Darklighter. Yeah. I was wondering about that. <laughs> what, what do you think? Like what, what does your gut tell you? Um, right now, and it probably will change tomorrow, but right now I'm thinking, yes, I think it's Biggs. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe it's more hope than anything. Cause I would love right. to see that. And again, we're talking about familiar characters appearing in this movie and what, what better way to see Biggs in a movie. We didn't really get much of Biggs in the new hope. A lot of the scenes at the beginning were cut and that could really establish, you know, he could be talking about this farm kid he knows on his home planet. And we'll be like, yeah, that's Luke. Ah, you know? <laughs> and then when you see a new hope after watching rogue one, if you decide to watch them in chronological order, then you would see, it would be cool to see the two of them meet up together on the avid. Um, you're talking about basically seeing the, seeing the deleted scene put back in. No, not the deleted scene, but when we see Biggs and Luke, meet back up again oh right right. so that there's there's more of a connection to it right and that yeah that's exactly how i feel about it that's the one thing that i'll say is is a flaw with 
um, A New Hope is that we don't have a strong, you know, there's a few things that we just don't have very strong ties to, you know, Alderaan being one of them and uh, Biggs being the other. And I, I think with Alderaan, it's not as necessary. I mean, I, I think you can kind of gather. And, and, and I mean, actually now with um, the Clone Wars and stuff and, and Rebels, you know, I guess there's the connection of knowing that that's where Bail Organa is. But I think we need a, I think we need a stronger connection to Biggs. I really do. And, you know, to, to make his sacrifice actually mean something in the film. Well, and the fact that it was his scene with Luke in the hangar was edited in, in the special edition. Right. You know, it's just, they're just like, Hey, great to see you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll see you up there. Yeah. Bye. You know, it, it was a little something to connect. Like I didn't really get much of a connection between them when the movie was originally out. Right. And then they added that and now it's like, Oh, well they know each other. But now it just, to me, it, it feels a little forced in like, Oh, all of a sudden they're getting ready to do this battle and we meet some guy that Luke knows and then the, he dies. Yeah. But, but yeah, and I, I, you know, now that you mentioned Alderaan, I, that'd be great if somehow that works into Rogue One too. Yeah, and and we could see that happen. I mean, yeah. why why would we not? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that some of the things that I've that really piqued my interest, uh, w- we very well could see in this film, and and I, you know, I I don't know. I'm about fifty fifty on whether or not Luna is Biggs, but. I really want him to be, you know, I, I really, really want this to be the case. And, you know, to the point to where even if they're like, kind of like they did with, with the force awakens and they're like, his name is flam. Then I'm like, his name is Biggs with code name flam until I see the movie and <laughs> see otherwise, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just, I really want this to be the case. So then we have, the costume contest that you went to, I didn't attend that. So what was that like? That was a lot of fun. And I actually ran into Robert, who I will, uh, we, we've got an interview with him. And he was with the, the girl who, uh, she did the Sith or female Sith costume. And, oh man, it was amazing. Sure, go ahead. Okay, so if you'll tell me what's your name and what you do. My name is Bob Fush, okay, in my day job, my career job, I'm a director at AT&T, okay, so um, I'm in the IT field primarily, that's what I'm in. Um, you know, I'm, the kind of work that I do for AT&T can't really be talked about for the most part, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it's a good job, I've been at it for a long time, but, but I also do photography work is what I do, and uh, photography is my passion, so I, um, I work in a lot of cosplay. Uh, well, we've got a model in, uh, in the costume contest today, she's a female Sith, based on a Sith from the Old Republic. This is a, uh, a project that we've been working on for about three years now. Uh, it was originally a concept I came up with in early 2012 for this. Um, we went ahead and commissioned the design of wardrobe, a creation of wardrobe for it. Um, it took us two years, about ten designs and uh, two full mock-ups to have that finally created. So we have a character that's uh, a model that's cast for it now. She's the fourth model we've had cast for it. Uh, fortunately, this one we hope will stick <laughs> So right. for this. But uh, she's actually a perfect fit for this. It's Miss Sinister from Miss Sinister Cosplay. She is uh, in the, uh, the the Jedi Master level costume for this, uh, with a um, uh, in the soft category. So she'll be out with a, a dual lightsaber for this. The dual lightsaber actually separates into two. That's what it will do. So it's, it breaks into yeah. The sabers were made by uh, Mikado Sai from. Uh, uh, he's in Taiwan. He's a craftsman that makes them individually. Is what he does. Uh, the wardrobe was uh, was created by uh, Cristian Tano in Brazil. She's well known for her leather work and a lot of intricacy. That's why I hired her to do the work for this and create the the final look for the sign. So, so we're hopeful today to get a lot of ex- 
exposure and to uh, and to um, to, to win. <laughs> yes, yes, to make the win too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you said you had a couple other girls as well. Yeah. Well, there's another one we met here today that we're going to be looking at uh, to work with um, over the next several months. She's, she's someone we just got introduced to today, and because uh, our goal was to go ahead and have three Sith sisters for the final work. Uh, I've been in touch with Leanna Vamp, who's a well-known cosplayer, who's definitely has is in the case she wants to produce and work with us on uh, for one of the Sith characters for this. So if we get the three that we want, the intention is to be able to go to a lot of different cons, make a big splash with it, bring attention to the work that we're doing with us, and uh, and to and to show people too that you can tell from a from a concept idea to a final production piece with uh, with photography being done with 3D CGI in it, and you don't have to break the bank to do this. You can do this with the kind of stuff that's out there today, uh, and really create some outstanding types of photography work or even short video work. So. Right, and, and, you, and you were uh, telling me about a couple of those. Uh, I saw a couple as well that looked really cool. You want to oh, the shots? Yeah, well, basically, we, uh, the ones we have from the Sith set so far, I have uh, 3D backgrounds for them now. Uh, we've got some ones that are being produced that are like landing pads on Coruscant. We have others of a Starfighter crashed, and she's defending herself out of the fighter. We have others that are going to be uh, ones that are going to be um, an AT-AT. It's crashed, surrounded by... Uh, we've got members of the 501st here in, in, in Georgia that are going to be like her bodyguard protecting them in, in the shot for this, too. Other work that we've done, we've done a lot of steampunk work that we've done in the past. Um, we've had some, some very high-end models. So that Yoloran Vex is very well known in the, uh, in the in the world for a lot of alternative modeling. So um, we've had her for, for steampunk work. We've also had her for some very gothic Red Riding Hood work that we've done. She's originally from uh, London, but lives in Los Angeles, now. So in fact, she'll be here this November. There's some more work with us. With us. So, uh, that's all for publication, too. A lot of that goes into Dark Beauty magazine. It goes into a lot of other places for that side of work, too. So. Okay. And uh, we're definitely going to put a link for uh, for your your website. Website would be at sublimelightworks.com. Uh, so you can get a link to that and, and go out and see the type of work that we do. Uh, you can contact us through that, too. So if you have an interest in contacting us about a project or things of that nature, you know, you'll be able to do that. And um, main thing is for Miss Sinister Cosplay, she'll find her on Facebook. That's where you can find her under Miss Sinister. Um, she's an excellent cosplay uh, actress. Uh, she has some very great stuff that's out there, which is why I attracted us to her for, for this work. And she's sure to help fit the costume, that's all I can say. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Well, definitely look, and uh, hopefully she's going to end up winning this thing. We hope so, too. We hope All so right. Too, so. Thank you. And you saw pictures of that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was it was so good. And... You know, he was he was basically going through telling me about all the different details on it and everything. And she, I mean, she really was. She was just, you know, miles ahead of everyone else. Period at, at the competition. And one of the coolest things were that they had her. They didn't go through like ultra sabers or something like that for the lightsabers. He actually went through somewhere else or whatever and had them, you know, custom built for him. And these lightsabers were so bright that when they went up against the back wall so that people can take pictures of them while the the judges were tallying everything up, it completely lit up the entire back wall and no other lightsaber even came close. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was just this big red glare on, on that back wall. And uh, it was a wide, uh, you know, it, it was a wide range. And uh, it was just from her lightsabers. And cool. uh, yeah, and, and he, he had another one. It was just a single, because it was, it was a single blade that could come apart into two double blades. And of course, on stage, she did that. She comes up and she's, you know, whipping them around as a, a single blade. And then like behind her back, she uh, disconnects them and then turns them into two single blades. And it was really <gasps> freaking cool. It was so cool. Um, How do you get hold of one of those? The, the lightsaber? Yeah. Well, like I said, he had it. Uh, 
you know, he he basically had someone like machine it for him and everything. I know, but he should be selling like. I would love to. Well, I wouldn't buy it because it'd probably be too expensive. Oh yeah, those things are so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely tell you that they did. They probably. In fact, I know um, they had a lot more in the costume than what they won. You know, it was definitely a passion project, not not to not to be like, yay, we've got Dragon Con bucks. It, it was fantastic looking, and uh, he had a a second lightsaber that was just a single blade that he showed me and. It actually has a knob to where you can you don't just click it on to turn it up. You you actually kind of uh, turn it up like on on a wheel. And as soon as that thing got all the way up, I was seeing spots. I mean, mm. it, it was that bright. Wow. Yeah, it it was nuts. <laughs> so. Dang, I wish we had video of that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it was it was fun. Well, no, I don't mean you, but I'm sure somebody's got it out there. I just love this figure out how to find that that would be interesting to see yeah yeah it was it was pretty cool okay and then i don't even know what i was doing at this point i think i again may have done something and then headed out but then you went on to the how i would have written the force awakens yeah yeah riley and i both went to that actually and how is how should the force awakens be written well this is what this is with authors from the eu yeah so so this was timothy zahn michael stackpole and kevin j anderson and what it was it was not it wasn't a this is how it needs to be written or or this is what i think should happen or anything like that it was more of just a a little fun writing exercise that they were doing to amuse themselves that they allowed us to kind of sit in for and what they did was they basically said, okay, we've got to start it off. So where are we going to start it? Okay, we're going to start it here. And so then, you know, what's going to be next? All right, it'll be this, you know. And they basically just went back and forth. And I've, I can't think of it um, at the moment, but I know there's a game like, and it may even have a name where, you know, people will do that. And they're just, they continue on each other's stories. And, you know, a lot of times they'll kind of end up funny and silly and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and that, that's that's part of the game. And, and that's kind of what this was. So they're kind of building a story together off of each other. Right, right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. And uh, did it sound like a story that uh, you would like to see? Honestly, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I You know. I just it starts uh, off with Grand Admiral Thrawn, blah blah blah. No, no, it wasn't, and you know, and it's it's preference, and and no disrespect to these guys, but to me, it it, it felt like a Star Trek movie, you know, like they're talking about that. Essentially, what would happen is um, there's these bandits in space, and you see this this rebel convoy or something like that, you know, and then they end up sort of getting in a dogfight and then the uh an imperial star cruiser shows up blows up the pirates or whatever and then they're like oh you know we were fun but thanks for the the help or whatever and they're like okay do you have this sure do you have this and they're like okay and so that basically the empire and the the um new republic i guess they basically are going to this planet who has this disease that has or outbreak or whatever that is giving everyone on the planet force powers and so they're trying to to cure it, and and they've got their different stakes of of why and and what's going on uh, on on the planet, and the the antidote may actually kill people, and what the virus or the outbreak or whatever could cause this or that or whatever. And I'm just like, this is Star Trek. This isn't Star Wars. 
<laughs> yeah, it doesn't really sound like a Star Wars movie at all. Right, right. I mean, I could totally see that on like Star Trek The Next Generation. You know, like that reminds me of, um, you know, some of the things that they would deal with where they'd have to go to a planet and then they would have this real uh, moral quandary that they would have to deal with. And Yes, and Captain Picard will use his diplomatic right. initiative to get that done. Yeah. Whatever. So, you know... With all due respect, I, I don't think that that was a. I don't think that's something that I would I would ever like to see in my Star Wars. Okay, well, so. fair point. Um, now there was one funny thing. I, I believe it was Zahn. It may have been Anderson, but one of them brought up like I still don't get uh, the the new Kylo Ren lightsaber. Like you know what's that about or whatever. Like he's like he's like what does he need the extra ends for? And without missing a beat, Michael Stackpole, who is hilarious, says, to light cigarettes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's awesome. Michael Stackpole is so funny. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That was good. Good yeah. line. So then, the last day of Dragon Con, Monday. Yeah. So I started it with uh, Emperor Palpatine's plan. And you jumped in in the middle of that, right? Yeah, I think... Uh for some reason, I was running a little late, so I came in the last half of that. Yeah. Honestly, like, this may have been my favorite panel. Yeah, because you were, I remember sitting next to you, you were like, oh my gosh, this is so good, and you're laughing. and Yeah, it's it was just a lot of fun, because they everyone on the panel kind of had their own ideas about it, you know? Because there's so much that's up for debate. Even stuff I'm like, really? I don't think that's up for debate. But, you know, other people are like, no, I totally disagree. It's like this, and I'm like, oh. Okay, I had I had no idea. <laughs> so, I just I really enjoyed that one. I felt like it was really laid back. There was a ton of funny moments and and feel bad to say that uh, it was cuz it wasn't, you know, Riley, Bethany nor you were on that panel, but it was still a lot of fun. Well, panel doesn't need us on to be fun. <laughs> well, no, I know, but I mean, I feel like I should be like, "Yeah, Bruce, my favorite panel was Rebels cuz you were on it, buddy." And you know, I, I had a lot of fun at it and everything, but I just, I don't know, that that, that panel was insane. <laughs> I mean, it was just so crazy, like all the different stuff. And, you know, the one thing I guess uh, I kind of don't want to bring up because I don't want to, um, I don't, I don't want to be negative about somebody or whatever, but, uh, and, and which I severely doubt that she would listen to this podcast or pod- podcast in general. Um, but there was this one woman who, she was old. Um, <laughs> and um, why are we whispering? Sorry. I know. Cause I feel like maybe I'm like, if I whisper, then even if she is listening, she won't hear it. She's um, probably not as old as you think. She was just dressed and well, like, that cosplaying. we'll see. That was one thing I was wondering too. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, how old she was, but, but the point is she, you know, she just didn't, she'd just say how she felt on things, whatever, and it didn't matter. And so Bria of um, Tashi Station was up there as well. And every time Bria would say something, you know, Bria's like, well, I think that, you know, it's this, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, that's, I think that's, um, you know, th- that's probably what was going on there. And, you know, nobody else would really disagree with her uh, exactly, except for this woman. And she's like, no, I think it's different because of blah, blah, blah. And then it, it like... Like, she would just almost, like, come at Bria. And then Bria was just like, what did I do to you, lady? You know, like, kind of one of those. And then it would just get 
just continue and continue to the point where Bria's just like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, what is this lady's deal? And she argued with everything that Bria said. And it was so funny. It was so funny because, and the thing is too, is like I said, I'm sorry, but it, I don't think anyone agreed with this woman. You know, I mean, she was coming up with some off the wall stuff. You know, Bria would just, she'd say something and I'm like, ah, you know what? I think you're correct. I think you, um, you know, you have some valid points. You address them all. There's no arguing with that. Well, I disagree because I think, and I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, this is ridiculous. And then, like I said, just the, the pure shock on Bria's face was just, ah, oh, it was so good. It was so priceless because, I mean, it was just so absurd. It was, the whole thing was so much fun. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Well, then the pressure was on me because I thought, oh my gosh, how can I make the next panel just as interesting as that? Yeah. Because I was, I was on the next one right after that. And that one was also a lot of fun. I think it was more of just the whole laid back nature of the Monday panels that made that one so much fun. Well, and Brandy, who is in charge of the Star Wars track, she moderated the next panel I was on, which was Han Loves Leia. And she even started off by saying, typically at this point in the panels, we just kind of make it like an open discussion. It wasn't the, the panel speaks and then you know, we take questions later. It was just anybody on the floor can, can chime in and ask questions or make comments. So it was very loose forum when we did that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's people, everyone kind of contributed and, uh, you know, even like people would be like, Oh, I think such and such. And somebody else from the audience would be like, what? No way. <laughs> like a prime example was the whole, the whole thing with uh, Lando and Leia. You know, so someone's like, "What? No!" And they're like, "Why would th- why would uh, why would Leia ever have interest in Lando?" And I'm like, "Because he's Lando." And then like the two women behind me were like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know. And so we were just kind of going off on that, and it was fun. Well, yeah, they thought maybe they were a couple and they could be the parents of Finn. Right. Right. And then, uh, you know, one of the concerns Brandy has because she's it's very important for her that. Han and Leia are together and and she's really upset with the latest Marvel comic run where you know something's revealed about Han. I, I guess, you can you can I would think everybody's heard yeah, it because everybody point, keeps I saying have, well and it, it was so such public news yeah. you know? and that's the way Marvel kind of does their stuff they're like hey we're releasing the the uh, new comic today where Captain America dies and I'm like oh yes. thanks I was going to pick that up after work but and just like uh I guess what July issue back in June or July, the issue came out where it revealed Han has a wife. Right. And this is shortly after a new hope, the events of that. So it's, it's early on in the relationship between Han and Leia, not saying that they have a romantic relationship, but you know, they've got some type of friendship or, or relationship going on that, you know, she finds out he's married because his wife, Han's wife comes to kind of beat him up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried about that panel. I was like, how much can we talk about Han loves Leia? But, and we did a lot of speculation on The Force Awakens, not just their relationship, but on some other things. But, I mean, it, it did go the full hour. I mean, it helped that the audience was chiming in, like you were saying. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is I think that when you talk about Star Wars, you're, you're no matter what it is, you're going to have 
enough time. It's very easy to fill an hour. We're supposed to be an hour podcast, and right now we are already 30 minutes over. <laughs> so, Well, and it's funny, too, because Brandy, we'd get off in little tangents, and Brandy would say, well, and let's get it back to Han and Leia now. <laughs> you know, right. As we do even on the show, we, you know, you talk Star Wars and it goes off in another direction, another topic, as it just keeps building and building on each other. Right, right. So, so then what we do next, we went to America's Mart, back to the dealers. Yeah, and you ended up grabbing a couple things for your kids. Yeah, I got little plushy things. They weren't even, what was it? Some, uh, well, another Finn, but not Finn from Star Wars, but from Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah, the other one. And my daughter, I got her, uh, the other daughter, I got Batman. Yep. So nothing Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing at all. I was going to get, you know, I wanted to go back over to the the little prop area and, and, and grab something from over there, but then there was some miscommunication with Christy, and so I was just like, screw it let's go home <laughs> you know you should really do a better job communicating with Kristen. well i thought i did but i guess i <laughs> did i'm just stirring up trouble right now. no i know it's fine it's no big deal but uh <laughs> yeah she's like i thought you i said this and i thought you heard me and i'm like well i said this and i thought you heard me and she's like no i'm like all right well i didn't get anything and she's like well i want you to get something and i'm like it's not that big a deal well, it, it was it. Well, the problem was it was closing. Everything right, was closing. Right, yeah, yeah. And so was, there was this mad rush of people out, and then we turned back around, and she then got stuck outside of. They wouldn't let her come back in, and which is ridiculous because they weren't closing for five minutes. And I, I try to I try to teach her all the time, and this is for any any con goers. You're just you're gonna have to learn this. And I, I'm sorry, I, I probably I know this isn't a thing that should be promoted, but. You're gonna you're gonna need this. There's gonna be times when you just have to get somewhere, and and there's gonna be people at the con telling you, you know, you you can't go this way. You have to go another way or whatever. And it's asinine, and there's no reason for you to to not go that way. But it's just you know that's what they think it's is supposed to be happening. What you gotta do is learn to just keep on moving. Don't make eye contact. If you're doing something, you know, especially if you know, like, I need to walk through here, but they're going to say, oh, this is employees only. Just if you walk quickly, like you're, you know, like you're supposed to be there, you'd be surprised how often people just think that, yeah, they're supposed to be here and then just let you keep on going. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, and, and I don't say that for people to to abuse it or to try to get places that they really shouldn't be and stay there or anything along those lines. But sometimes cons get hectic and, and you know, you, you've got to do what you got to do, like maybe run to the bathroom or something like that. And it's the only place that's not all bunched up and you know, you don't want to go in your pants. She really could have got back through. She could have taken that lady down. Well, I'm telling you. Well, no, she could have just walked. What was the woman going to do? Is she going to follow her? No. And she then just been like, excuse me. Right. Don't be gone. And that would have been it. Uh, you know, because what I would have been like, Oh, never mind," Or something like that. And then just walk off and then, you know, just keep going. She should have said something like she could have just gone back, like try to get back through and the lady be like, I'm sorry. You cannot get in. No, no, no. And she could have just said, I'm sorry, but I left my son back there. I need to go get him. Well, the thing is what you do is because the woman was so the woman was not between the room and her, right? The woman was 
I mean, it, it, all she had to do is just keep walking. You know, the woman was on the outside. She was sort of in the, the corridor section and we were back in the room. She just had to keep walking toward us. But she's like, no, I hear this. This person is telling me not to. So I'm not going to. And I'm like, you just got to be like, oh, I'm good. Thanks. And then just keep walking. And then just act like, yeah, we're good. Even though, you know, that woman's sitting back there cussing you in her mind. But, you know, what are you going to do? Furthermore, the woman was completely in the wrong for telling her she couldn't because we had five minutes before the place closed. So she can't sit there and tell her, no, you can't go back there with your husband um, because we're closing in five minutes. No, that's that's ridiculous. Also, you know, she has no real authority to do that, you know? So... Well, you shouldn't pick on her too much. They're all volunteers, and they're trying their best. I agree with the first half. And um, some people, I think, try at different levels from others. Well, <laughs> I know Christy's uncle tries really hard right. to make no, sure that's these lines are short. There's, there's people there who are awesome, and they really, really uh, do their best to make it a fun event for everyone. And then there's other people. But not, just leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> yep. I mean, and that was it. Dragon Con was officially over. Aww. And now we have to wait a whole year. Yep. You know, you, well, didn't, you didn't bring up the parade, though. No, I briefly mentioned it. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have zoned out. Yeah, it was it was real brief. <laughs> I mean, I, I said, like, all I said was um, Saturday. You were saying about getting there. Oh, you were working. That's right, yeah. And then I just said, yeah, and earlier I was at the parade, there were Star Wars and other things there, and, and, but then I can't, and I just kind of, I brushed past that real quick. Because there really isn't much to say. Right, right. You know, I mean, there, there's people all dressed up. I think that's going to take us completely out of Dragon Con. Definitely appreciate everybody who, who tuned in again. Just remember, you can find us on Twitter at Cloud City Casino. We also have the Facebook page. You can go there and like that. On Twitter, I am at Morris Isley. Bruce? Who are you? I am Admiral underscore Rex. All right. And remember the underscore. That's the tricky part. And besides that, we have the Cloud City Casino at Gmail email. And also, you, if you haven't done so already, need to subscribe to Cloud City Casino on iTunes. And we'd like, if you want to just go ahead and click over that little review section and, and write us one, just write us a nice little review and punch uh, five stars next to it. We'd greatly appreciate that. And we'll definitely read it on the show. And my mom would be so proud. And Bruce's mom would be proud. His wife would uh, not think he's such a loser. You know, I mean, it's just all good things for us. If, if all you got to do is just leave us a uh, five star written review and we, we, be so happy so in debt wookie life debts around and then of course you can also always find us at the starwarsreport.com so that's the end of our show never forget let the wookie win